Pandemonium reigns. Welcome, family and friends. Pandemonium reigns back at you in your speakers, in your ears, in your business. It's good to be back. It's good to be back in the swing of things. Back with my boy, my boo thing, my boyfriend. We back. Yeah. We back. We back. <laughs> we back. We back. Hey, while you are tuning in, make sure you like and subscribe. We're growing, and uh, we fully, fully appreciate it. Can't thank you enough for that. So make sure you're hitting like on the videos, subscribing to the channel, and that you're following us wherever that you get your podcasts. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Samsung, Google. We're all the places. All the places. So with that said, let's talk Tennessee. Let's do it. Tennessee played host in Nashville to the Virginia Cavaliers last Saturday with a 11 a.m. Central kickoff. UT opened up as 28-point favorites. Yeah, and I chose us not to cover, and I was wrong. (laughs) It's okay because – well, we missed on a lot of those that, that we'll get to when we recap the rest of the week's action. But, uh, hey, you know, week zero, week one, it's like the uh, the most unknown time of the year, just about. So Yes. Yeah, for sure. You'll see a massive jump in almost all the teams from week one to week two. But, so the good thing about this, Rob Stompin, was it provided us with a lot of conversation that was carried throughout the offseason mainly about Joe Milton. I have mm-hmm. several position groups that I want to discuss today, but I want to lead off bat with Bazooka Joe. Bazooka you know, overall, Jay. Yeah, man. You know, overall, I thought that Joe had a good day. Yeah. thought he had a good day. 21 for 30, 201 yards, two scores, no picks. Even though I thought he had a good day, I thought there were some things that need to get corrected. Obviously, he went one whole drive or there were three straight bad passes that forced us us to punt. I'm not going to blame him for that Ramel Keaton drop. He placed that in there. It did feel like, I will say this, it did feel like the ball hung in the air forever. Yeah. Yeah. Specifically to that, he's he's thrown that on a rope. Now, he's, he's done it in garbage time, but he's thrown that pass on a rope before. I'm not sure why. It wasn't, you know, just yeah. zipped over to him. But, yeah, I, I, I'm with you. Not going to blame really either one that much for that because yeah. of the, the sun being high high noon. You know, I'm not going to go crazy about that. Well, Brew McCoy commented on that, actually. He said, Ramel Keaton catches that ball nine out of ten times, ten out of ten times, actually. He said, one of the hardest catches to make is when you're uncontested and all eyes are on you, thousands upon thousands of eyes are on you. He said, it's a really hard catch to make. You almost would rather be contested. He said, Ramel's yeah. going to make that catch. So, anyway, talking about Joe, though, <clears throat> there were, uh, in light of the some, some negative things there, some high balls, um, overall, again, a, a plus for Joe in my mind. Uh, I like what I saw of Joe. The, the, the check down, I believe, on the very first score to Dylan Sampson, he goes through his progressions. He at least goes through three progressions before he gets to Sampson. Leads Sampson, puts the ball really nicely. He doesn't hum it in there, gets it to him aggressively, but it's not you know impossible to catch. Yeah. So with that said, a lot of stuff to like about Joe from Saturday. Certainly. I'm, I'm completely with you. Um, part of the thing that I mentioned last week was – didn't want him taking forever if he needed to take off or get rid of the ball. I didn't want to see it. You know, he took one sack on the day, and 
I think the line kind of broke down from every every angle from what I remember of that play. So, yeah. um, you know, he didn't take too long making decisions like you just alluded to with a couple of examples uh, for for the most part. And and I would have after watching the game, I wasn't just sitting there thinking, oh, he's probably been you know pretty solid completion percentage wise. I didn't I didn't think he'd be twenty one of thirty even. So was pleased to see that. Uh, was pleased to see a lot of lot of his action. You know, it was certainly not his best game of all time, but it was far from his worst, which we're, you know, fairly accustomed to from seeing his first action as a ball. Yeah. You mentioned the sack that he took. I want to, I want to, uh, what's the word? Give credit to the Virginia defensive front. They're not bad. Yeah. They had that unfortunate injury on the celebration, uh, a big number 19. I don't remember his name, borderline Samoan name. Yeah, but not a bad defensive front. So uh, pressure broke down. Not going to be perfect in the department, especially when you lose a guy like Cooper Mays and you're kind of moving things around on the offensive front, offensive line front to see what you got and what your best five are. So I don't hate that. I will say there was a play where Joe rolls left. He's met by a defender at the line of scrimmage, basically. Shakes a little left. Shakes a little right. Defender doesn't bite on either, and Joe just sticks his hand in his face and mauls him to the ground. And a lot of people are giving, are just raving about this play on Joe. And it does, it does, you know, display Joe's strength. However, yeah. it agitated me. Yeah, at your moment, you're you're six five two forty. Let your momentum carry you, and and then stiff arm him. I mean. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, you netted positive yardage. It's not that big of a deal. However, that kind of stuff is not going to work on your Georgias and on your Bamas. Like you're not going to do that to Dallas Turner. It's not going to happen. It's it's, it's not going to work against even average SC defenses. I'm afraid. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And average being a strong word because we know that an average SC defense, how good they are. So that's not going to work against. That's not going to work in the swamps. Not going to work against South Carolina. I mean, just. Run at the guy. I hope that they're coaching that as they go through things this week. I hope it's higher on the priority list than than maybe you would think it would be. For sure, for sure. But with that said, lot a lot to like out of Joe. You know, he hummed a ball into Jacob Warren for Jacob Warren's first touchdown since the twenty one season. I don't know if you were <sighs> aware of that. I think uh, I, I think I did recall that actually. Yeah, and then in in oh my gosh, I can't find words today. In proper response, Jacob Warren hits everybody with the stanky leg, right? Just like we expected he would, yeah. Of all people, not yeah. the guy that I saw that coming from. But anyway, so on Joe Milton, any other comments there? Because overall, I'd probably give him like a B overall. There were some things that goes, okay, you, you got to fix that. But you know what? There was, there was a lot to like out of Joe. Uh, I saw him go through progressions. I, I did. I do think there was a ball, possibly two, that could have, would have, should have got picked off from him. Yeah, that he's not going to be able to do against a lot of other schools. Yeah, that that I'm going to say it's that third of three passes in a row that led to a punt over the middle to Brew. I want to say might have been Brew. Uh, uh, but yeah, I mean, it was a very contested ball. It's almost mm-hmm. like he put it behind the receiver to protect it from being picked, but also. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just, again, not going to work like you're saying. Too much traffic for what he did, but yeah. no, nothing major to add. Um, I liked most of what I saw, and especially, you know, recapping back that he was actually 21 of 30. It wasn't as bad as I may have felt like it was at halftime or something like that, because the second half, I think, was even better for 
really the entire offense. Agreed. Yeah. We started out exceptionally slow, I thought. Yeah. And we did a little bit of this against, or excuse me, we did a little bit of this last year. You know, we were, we weren't quite firing on all cylinders like we were against Alabama when we were playing Pitt. Exactly. Yes. And, and even, even Hendon had some hot throws at the time that we were, you and I were, were scratching our heads about at least Uh, the entire, you know, ball Twitter may not have been, uh, Commentators may not have been because we're winning the game, whatever, or mm. coming back to win the game like we did at Pitt. But yeah, I mean, Hendon had some moments early in the season last year that wouldn't have indicated eleven wins were coming for the team. Yeah, yeah. I want to use that. You you said the term uh, scratching our head. I want to. I want to. I want to. <laughs> that triggered a thought here. So stay with me. I'm gonna. I'm gonna segue us. Our okay. third down efficiency. We were five for thirteen. Okay. And the reason yeah. we were five for thirteen and still put up four hundred and ninety nine total yards is because we ran the the dog duty out of it and we were yeah, we did. chunking out yards. Now, before we get to that, here's what I want to say. Like, what are we doing? Fourth down on our negative on the negative twenty nine, right? Mm-hmm. Virginia territory, and we go for it. And I don't like the play call. It was, no. it was a little too fancy in my mind. Uh, nor did I think it was necessary. Ballsy felt a little less miles ish, I guess, because of the position or the field position, excuse me. But anyway, nonetheless, didn't get it. I was left scratching my head going, what are you doing? You know, yeah. not necessary, not necessary. Maybe they're just wanting to make a statement. You know, I'm, I'm not real sure. Do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, I thought it, I thought we got cute, which you kind of alluded to. If you didn't just say outright, I thought we got cute a little bit. Um, it's 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 so funny because if we hand it to Brew McCoy and he's not the fastest of our receivers, he might even be the slowest. He's running for a minute if he doesn't score. Yeah, on that play, but still, that would have been even cuter than going for it right there in that spot to to mm-hmm. run something outside like that. Kind of tricky. Um, I just didn't love it. I thought really to the entire to the overall play calling, which maybe is another segue for us, but. I thought the overall play calling, it, it felt like we kind of got stuck passing or we got stuck running. Kind of like mm. you might do on NCAA or something like that. Literally, it kind of just felt like we got into log jams or I don't know what, but we got kind of stuck running or we were stuck passing. Now, when we were running, it was often working and getting us down to at least the red zone um, yeah. or you know right, right there outside of it. But the passing sequences kind of left some of those drives like we've talked about where we ended up punting after the – the kind of errant throws that Joe did have there. I, I just think that it all comes down to, for, for me, it comes down to game one, uh, whatever responsibility Alex Golish had is, is again now in South Florida, not in Knoxville anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly wasn't, wasn't in Nashville that day, but I think that's going to be something that what, whatever team of guys call plays, because I think I've heard Hoppel say that's how it goes as well. There's input from several levels of coaching. I think that'll get smoother as it goes as well. Um, because yeah. obviously Halsley's your quarterback coach and OC officially. Hopple obviously has a huge hand in it. I think it'll only get smoother, but to me it felt a little clunky where we kind of got stuck on on one or the other necessarily than kind of bouncing it out like you would like. Yeah, yeah. I think it's fair. I would be really curious to know how much play calling Halsey is actually doing, how much Hopple is involved with. Yeah. You and I will probably never know. But anyway, that said, we, you, you touched on the run, on the rushing game, which is where I wanted to go. Fifty-two attempts total, two hundred and eighty-seven yards, good for five and a half yards per carry. Pretty dang good in my mind. However, 
this offense is going to play the numbers game. It's going to play the numbers game. If they see six in the box, which is what we saw on basically that entire first drive, we're going to hand it off. And that's why Jalen Wright was cranking out yards by the chunk. It was funny. I thought, well, that's only a nine-yard run. That's going to hurt the average. Right? (laughs) Yeah. Things I haven't said since, you know, Travis Stevens, whatever. (laughs) Yeah. So Jalen Wright, 12 for 115. Jabari Small, 13 for 67. Dylan Sampson, 13 for 52, evenly, evenly distributed, right? Yeah, absolutely. Fair number of touches. Love that. Love that Wright was able to get over over a century. Small, I've noticed, the thing that I noticed was small, that he wasn't wearing his shoulder brace thing that usually pops up underneath his arm sleeve. Yeah. And and Dylan Sampson is just going to be electric with the ball in his hands. You know, but I think I think vision-wise – I really like Jalen Wright and 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 Jabari Small, but Jalen Wright has got this thing about him where it's almost like the first attempt attempt to tackle it wasn't going to work. work. wasn't going to work. He's, he's he's doing a great job of shedding tackles. Yes, he is, man. He looks he mm. looks every bit of of the of the talk we heard about him this offseason. Um, his vision, his patience. There were multiple occasions of his twelve carries where he just waited and waited and waited like you'll see guys do and then found a crease large enough for his frame to get through. And, and again, usually take a guy with him averaged just under a first down per carry, which is bananas against a power yeah. five opponent, especially when a guy like Cooper Mays is not playing in the game. Right. Um, really want to brag on Ollie. Take this moment to do that because there was again, very few issues mm-hmm. against what was Virginia's best unit on their, you know, less than stellar team is their defensive line. Like you mentioned, but you wouldn't have known that Tennessee's veteran center was was not out there. You know, the tempo wasn't required to do the things that it would be will be required to do or that they'll want to do with it in other games. The tempo was slow at times. It didn't really cause any issues. Um, and again, they opened up just some magnificent holes for Jabari, Jalen, all three of the guys, um, and really protected Joe over the course of the game. Yeah, very impressed with our offensive line. And you forgot to mention that that Campbell carried one of the defenders into the Michael Oro tunnel. Yeah. That, too funny. I showed my wife that, and he, she even got a giggle out of it. She goes, where's that she? Was, that was fantastic to watch. She goes, where's, where's, where's he taking him? And I said, to the bus, honey. It's time for him to go home. <laughs> His day's done. <laughs> His day is done. Nice little uh, blindside reference there. No kidding. So let's talk receivers just for a second. Dante Thornton is going to be really good, but Dante Thornton, but Dante Thornton has to figure out what's going on. I am convinced. I'm absolutely convinced he ran a, a wrong route at least once or twice. At least twice yeah. that I could probably point out on film. He's got a great stride. Um, Squirrel White. Uh, career high six catches for him, 45 yards. Ramel Keaton, three for 66. Ramel Keaton could have been four for 90, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Even if he doesn't score on that, that's 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 a chunkage of yards to his to his um to his stat line. Brew McCoy, yeah. uh, I was a little disappointed in Brew's touches. I want to see him get the ball more. And I'm gonna say one more thing on receiving, and then I'll, I'll let you touch on this. I'm really excited for McAllen Castles. Jacob, Absolutely. 
Jacob Warren runs a little stiff. He's a little tight in his hips and his body overall. McAllen Castles is not. No, he's not. This dude is an athlete. Uh, and I look forward to the games where we open up the playbook a little bit more with him to see what we can do. Do you try to get him, a guy like him, in open space? He's got the hips to do it. He's a, he's an athlete. Real yeah. excited for him. But anyway, receiving core o- overall, give me your thoughts. Uh, yeah, I'm largely in line with what you just mentioned. I, you know, mm. Brew is as close as you can get to catching that ball inbounds. You could <laughs> you could even say that the, the inside part of his foot or the inbounds part of his foot touch first if you wanted to get crazy. It's fine, whatever. Tough catch also, by the way. Yes. Tough catch through contact, almost got the foot in, loved it. But even still, that would only be three receptions. He would have had a touchdown if he, if he brings that in. Mm-hmm. Uh, to Dante, like you mentioned, I agree. I think he's got a little bit of learning to do where, at, where it feels like Squirrel White might have been an inventor or a founder of this offense because he just fits in that well. Yeah, And he's he's that well liked, especially by Joe. Mm-hmm. And I think by the staff, I think you're going to see him dominate those inside snaps until Dante does perhaps pick up more of the offense. I do think uh, Nico missed Dante late uh, when he evaded the rush that one time. He threw it over the middle to Caleb Webb. Mm-hmm. Almost a, a magnificent play, but I think yeah. I think Dante was streaking wide open on the right side. Just didn't see a, a replay that showed where the defense was at over there. But yeah, I'm with you. I mean, if if Ramel hauls that pass in and he doesn't score, maybe then we're saying, well, Joe, could you have brought that down a little bit? But again, just a solid start. You know, yeah. I, I don't have too many complaints. I think they'll only like just like last year. I think they'll only get better. Um, it's not like Hyatt ripped up pit for a you know a record up there he he came on as Cedric went down as the season went along yep um and again even Hendon and Cedric weren't on the same page through his injury last year there were some there were some issues that they worked through thankfully that they won the games through and just like I think Tennessee will do uh obviously through two weeks we'll see where we're at in the swamp though yeah yeah let's shift gears to the defensive side Yes. Very pleased with defense. Very, very pleased with defense. But we 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 had a similar narrative coming out of the pit game last year, right? Yes, we did. Defense was big for us in that game last year. So I, I, I think at this point, I would only really be disappointed if it unfolds the same way as it did in the 22 season. Just, you know, Agreed. a steady decline. It just continued to get worse. Agreed. But the things that stuck out mostly as far as the defensive side of the ball is we just set up camp in the backfield. The push that we were getting on their against their offensive line, it felt unfair. Yeah. Yeah. If it, what's funny is how, how, how dominant really, how, how vital the defense was against Pitt last year. Yeah. Because if, if the defense has a bad performance, I'm not going to say a South Carolina performance or something like that, but if they have a bad performance, Tennessee loses that game, it does not go to overtime. Um, and, and up there in Pitt that day. Yeah. But I mean, just just like that day, Tyler Barron, you know, lands on the quarterback. He he may have hurt that quarterback for Virginia. I mean, just numerous guys getting through. James Pierce making that right tackle look like a, a, a junior varsity right tackle. Unfor- you know, just to be yeah. honest, yeah, just putting yeah. the moves on him, having too much speed for him. Those things have to continue because I don't think the the secondary or even the linebackers, when it comes to to passing plays, got enough for us to say much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everyone looked better. Mm-hmm. Virginia's not even pit. We know this. Um, but but that defensive effort up front has to continue through Gainesville, through hosting South Carolina, on through the season for this to, to be a team like last year's, I think. 
Yes. I'm glad you mentioned Tyler Barron because everybody's raving about Pierce, right? And, you know, yeah. the, the moves that he put on that right tackle. But I thought Tyler Barron had probably one of his greatest games as a Tennessee volunteer. He At least a, his most consistent. Yes. Uh, may not reveal it on the stat line. He did walk away with two sacks, but he was he was great in force. He was great in, in, in filling his gap. He was great in pressure when that needed to be done, which was a lot of the place. We, mm-hmm. It was just pin your ears back, go get him, because we, we, we put them in – so many third and long situations. So there was a, just a lot of that. <clears throat> yep. But was very happy for Tyler Barron. Very, very happy for him. Long Absolutely. feels like that was a long time coming. Absolutely. I, I think he he really needs a big year and he needs to put himself in 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 some serious draft talks by the time it's over. And I think he deserves it because I do think he's put in the work. Um so I'm really hoping to see that materialize. Don't know what his ceiling is still because there's just been times where we haven't seen his consistency, but I'm really rooting for the guy and agreed. I think I think that's a great way to start your senior campaign. Yeah, yeah. Linebackers look nice as well. Aaron Beasley, I think defensive side is so valuable. Uh, he just means so much to, uh, to, to us at this moment. He was everywhere again. As uh, it's almost like we just we 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 did. What am I trying to say here? It's almost like we just picked up right where we left off in Miami, Florida, in in the Orange Bowl. He was aggressive, you know. Even when you know he, he was picked up on blocks, that blocker felt Beasley, right? Yes. Uh, Keenan Pilly saw him on the field. Don't know that I saw him do too much, which is not the worst thing because that means our defensive line we're making a lot of, you know. Tackles, stat lines, stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Carter got some time, was real excited about that. Elijah Herring led us in tackles. He got a lot of time. He got a lot of time. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Yes, which is encouraging, which makes me feel so much better about 24 season. You're probably talking about Elijah. At at this moment, you're talking about Elijah Herring and Aaron Carter, and I feel really, really good about that. Absolutely. Corners, we had some questions answered. Yeah, we did. At it, least personnel wise, didn't we? We did. Uh, we took the field with Kamal Haddon and Warren Burrell, right? I was thinking it was Slaughter that got the start. You're right. Uh, you may You're be. right. Danico Slaughter. You're right. You're right. You're right. Warren Burrell did see his snaps, but we did start oh, with, yeah. with 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 Danico there, and obviously the same old grandpa Jalen McCullough and <laughs> Wesley Walker at the other safety spot. You know what? I think coming out of this game, we haven't spoken enough about Wesley Walker. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, I mean, I really raved on him specifically on the play where it was a quarterback keeper for Musket. Uh, There was – I don't know what happened with the Virginia player, that, but he was down on the ground in front of Walker. Walker did not let himself get blocked by that guy. Mm -hmm. He he basically was patient enough to see where Musket was going to go, and he didn't let him – I want to say it was a fourth down. Um, it was at least third down. So yeah, be it agreed. either forced a punt or a turnover on downs. Really pleased with it. Um, and and I think I think you're right. We didn't talk about him enough in the offseason. We mm-hmm. probably didn't put enough trust in him getting the snaps that were previously Trayvon Flowers or, or however you want to put it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's going to be a big piece. He's obviously a veteran. He's played so much football. I think that's that's a really good thing for him to be out there for this team. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Excited, excited for Wesley Walker. Don't know what to think this point as far as guys like Christian Charles go. I just real not sure there. Came on the scene as a freshman, 
was saw playing time there, you know, spent his sophomore campaign <clears throat> at corner. Has has that set him back? You know, you know, what's going on? A lot of questions questions there with Christian, but the good thing about Jalen McCullough, so Wesley Walker is going to make plays. I'm, I'm convinced of what this, the, what this is, what this guy's going to do. Jalen McCullough is never going to be out of position. No, he's not. He might not make the play, but he's not going to be out of position, which yeah. is not the worst thing. It could be a whole lot worse, especially when you're talking about the defensive secondary. You're out of position, yeah. then you know you're throwing bombs over Baghdad. However, still no rotation. Until the very end, we see it at corner. We just don't see it at safety. Kind of blows my mind. I mean, we've we've talked about it a lot, but it still surprises me that we. It, it just really makes me wonder how we did see guys like Christian in the game at Missouri in twenty twenty one. I don't know how that happened. Was someone hurt that I'm forgetting about? I don't. I don't know because he was hurt at the time. He had that right. that wrist injury from the block punt or or from that that game against yeah. Pitt. Yeah. So, yeah, it really gets me. I mean, we didn't see – a. T- we probably saw less Gabe Judy Lolly for sure than I thought we would. Mm-hmm. I'd say he played less than Warren did out at corner. Um, and, we, you know, we had talk about Andre Turrentine maybe taking a spot away from one of the veterans at safety. He was he was listed right there. Uh, I, he might have even been an oar. I don't remember on the depth chart when it came out. But he, he made a lot of noise in camp, and we didn't see him until very late. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. So anyway, not sure what to think about that. But as as the season goes, I'm 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 great with that rotation at corner because our defense is just going to see a lot of snaps, assuming mm. you know, we score points the way that we do. Just the safety thing it remains to be a question mark. Yeah. All right. So we let's did talk. See, uh, Christian Harrison late as well, I believe. We did, and we saw Jordan Thomas late as well. That's true. That's true. But which I like to see. Yes. Yes. Let's talk D Williams for a second. Special teams. Let's do it. D is special with the ball in his hands. My goodness, is he? The kid had over 100 return yards. Did you know that? You know, I I didn't know it. I hadn't seen that, but it's not surprising when I think back. Three for 105. Three for 105. And he was so close to breaking all three of them. Yeah. Much like he was in, in many games last year until he finally did. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's I'm I'm I would put my life savings on he's gonna get one this year. I mean Oh yeah. Might even come next week. Who knows? Yeah. But anyway, three for one oh five. So that, that kind of seg- segues into unless you want to talk about Jackson Ross for a minute. Any comments on Jackson Ross? There's some questionable punts out of Jackson Ross, I thought. Questionable punts. I I don't know what he it's like he I think he kicked his best his first good punt left footed. So Maybe stick with that if we need to, Jackson. <laughs> Hopefully, we won't need you much in week two. It'd be great if we didn't need you much in week three, though we probably will. Yeah. Um, and D obviously had the unfortunate fumble there on, on the one punt return. Not too concerned about that. He, he didn't show issues with that last year. Yeah. Everyone's going to lose the ball sometimes. Yeah. Uh, Hoppel was asked, I'm not sure if you heard this, about getting him offensive snaps. And I did. They're going to maintain that he's going to corner and return. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's surprising to me, man. But hey, it's, it's whatever at this point. It's working. So do what, do what you will. The only reason I can think of why you don't is you, you have a lot of athletes already on that side of the ball and you want to, I don't know, you want to keep them happy and, and get them touches. But the, the guy's Great. electric. The guy's sure. electric with, with, with the ball in his hands. Super excited. Hopefully, would just love for him to get one against Florida. <clears throat> yeah. just, just to rub it in, you know, assuming we're yeah. 49 nothing. But you, you you brought up the fumble that D had. And one of the 
kind of land here. So he had a fumble, right? So that was essentially points off the board. We went for it on fourth down, uh, didn't get it. They turned around, missed a field goal. So I feel that the final score was not very indicative of actual gameplay, right? I think that you could modify that to 56-16, maybe even 56-20 or 56-21. Yeah. I, would, I would feel a little bit better about. Nonetheless, we covered the spread. A lot of good things came out of it. But I don't know that it was very in, in the final score is indicative of how things actually unfolded, which always bugs me because you have people, you know, those church people who you see the next day and they're like, man, Tennessee looks good. And I'm going, uh, I mean, yeah, we look good, but there's some things that I was a little disappointed in, right? Yeah. And Joe very easily could have thrown a couple picks. We put the ball on the ground, turned it over when we shouldn't have. So all the things that I think are uh, correctable, but. You know, yeah, I'm you know, with you. I know that feeling. Satisfied with a 49-13 win overall, for sure. Overall, uh, any other comments? Man, I don't think so. Um, yeah. You know, one one other thing that I don't quite get is that we did see it. It felt like we saw more Gerald Mincy at right tackle than maybe we did Crawford. And I know that they both played last year. I don't know how much Crawford played. I don't know if there was an injury that you know went unreported or something like that. Um, and then we saw some some rotation at the offensive yeah. line for sure, like we do, you know, yeah. always. You know, yeah. we all we also heard that Andre Cart wouldn't be a factor at left guard and look at him starting. So right, you know, right. I just don't know what to make of it. We'll see as we go. I've got trust in Glenn Ellerby at this point, man. I mean, I do too. He's going to have to mess something up big time before before I lose trust in him because he's just put out a good product out there yeah. and he's gotten the very best out of some of those guys. Yeah, yeah. I am a fan of LRB. I'm not a fan of rotating offensive line, cycling yeah. those guys in and out. I'm not a fan. I like to see it on the defensive front. Offensive line is a little more chemistry-based. Yes. Nonetheless. Uh, I do want to end this way. We talked about what's most likely to happen, if you'll remember this. Yep. Three sacks, three passing touchdowns from Joe, or 200 rushing yards. Well, we exceeded the sack thing. With that said, Spencer Rattler was just sacked again by the North Carolina defense. Oh, gosh. Is he okay? He, do, do they have fireworks in the stadium? Are they going to be uh, all right? Oh, my gosh. Is Beamer okay? Is Beamer all right? Anybody eating a hot dog? <laughs> so, three passing touchdowns from Joe. Didn't achieve that. Only had two. Had four total scores. The third one was there with Ramel. So, could have yeah. said that. And then 200 rushing yards. I'll take it, man. Yeah. I'm very excited for this backfield. Yes. Very excited I mean, for this backfield. More excited than I was coming in. And I was really excited because it finally felt like someone was going to eclipse Jabari for the one spot. Jalen, look, I don't I don't care how the snaps balance out. I don't care who starts. He is RB1. There is yeah. not a question in my mind. He looks better than he's looked the first two years of his career, which was pretty, pretty good moments. So I am here for it. I think that group's going to be awesome. I mean, just awesome. A lot of touchdowns, a lot of yards coming from them, and a lot of speed in that backfield. Yes. Yes. And excited for the future of the backfield as well with Khalifa Keith getting some touches and Cameron Seldon was in the backfield. Didn't get any touches, but you knew they wanted to. Yeah. 
So, Can't wait, man. Yeah, ma'am. Well, that is going to be all for today's Orange Cast recapping Tennessee's beating of Virginia Cavaliers 49 13. I will be rooting for these guys from here on out. Cool yeah. story thing that they got going on. Uh, it was neat to see their running back back in action, uh, action after that whole ordeal. Just no kidding. The the evil wickedness of man. Just continued prayers for them, man. That's that's just impossibly tough. They seemed to be, you know, in a pretty good place on the field. A lot of them bopping around. You can tell the emotions were there, no doubt. Yeah. But I think yeah. it was therapeutic for them to get out there and play the game again. Yeah, a lot of uh, <clears throat> I saw some people on Twitter give Tony Elliott some criticism for his remarks where he said the win today for us was just being back on the field seeing my team play again and he took a lot of heat for that and you know what considering the circumstances yeah that, that that's a that's a win dude for yeah, sure any other situation i'm with you but that situation it is a win for, seriously for those guys to just be able to play the game again i mean think about how precious it is and how fleeting it can be so yeah. big win for them indeed yeah. rooting for them big time going forward Yep. And at the time of this podcast, we are fresh off a upset from the night before. Won't get into this, but, you know, Tony Elliott was the offense coordinator at Clemson and all Clemson has some offensive woes. So did we read that wrong on Tony Elliott? Who Boy, knows? Be something. Who knows? Remains to be seen. That's what I love about this sport. Drama, tragedy, upset, heartbreak, joy. It's all there. I don't need sitcoms. I have college football. I got it. Amen, brother. Well, again, that's going to be all. I said this was going to be all, and then we talked more. It's going to be all for today's episode. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We actually just love doing this with you guys. Talking about some big things coming up in the future. Can't wait to share that with you. And with that said, we love you guys. God bless. Go Vols. GBO. Pandemonium reigns. 